Welcome back, everybody. We're going to get to some election highlights or lowlights, depending on your perspective. We have updates on a couple of high-profile shootings and a residence hall in Tuscaloosa that's coming down. My name's Ike Morgan, and we're down in Alabama. Katie Britt moved a step closer to becoming Alabama's first woman U.S. Senator Tuesday night. With more than 60% of the vote, the former Chief of Staff for Senator Richard Shelby and President of the Business Council of Alabama easily defeated six-term Congressman Mo Brooks in the GOP primary runoff for that seat. Now, if you were looking for an old-fashioned concession speech and party unity and now we must unify to win in November, well, as they say... Bless your little pee-picking heart. AL.com's Paul Gaddis reports that in Brooks' speech at his watch party, he said we're sending to Washington the exact opposite of what we need in the Senate. He congratulated the Democratic Party, and he said the voters have spoken but have not spoken wisely. Now, in part of all that is the presumption that Britt will win in the general election, which, based on past elections, isn't an uncommon assumption for a Republican in a statewide election. And, of course, Britt is a Republican, lumping her in with the Democrats is probably the final salvo in a very contentious, often disingenuous primary campaign season. Mike Durant, the candidate who ran third in that primary, indicated after that election that he was so disgusted by the experience he wouldn't even vote in the runoff. Other winners of the Republican primary runoffs on Tuesday in Mo Brooks' current congressional district, Alabama 5, Dale Strong beat Casey Wardensky. For Alabama Secretary of State, Wes Allen over Jim Ziegler, State Auditor Andrew Worrell over Stan Cook. On the Public Service Commission, Jeremy Oden and Chip Beaker won GOP runoffs. And there was one statewide Democratic runoff. Yolanda Flowers will be the Democratic nominee for governor and face incumbent Republican Governor Kay Ivey this fall. That'll be the first all-woman gubernatorial race in Alabama history. More information has surfaced on the man who was charged in the killing of three people at St. Stephen's Episcopal Church last week. AL.com's Carol Robinson reports that there has been 13 911 calls in three years from the home of Robert Finley Smith. Most and possibly all of those calls were made by Smith, who, according to records, is an ATF licensed firearms dealer and has a listed business. A suspect in last year's shooting at Mobile's Lad People Stadium has now been jailed on various charges, reports AL.com's Howard Koplowitz. Hezekiah Belfon was captured in Florida five months after the shooting, which injured five people in the stadium during a high school football game. Belfon has been charged with attempted murder, illegally having a pistol in a vehicle, and second degree receiving stolen property. The old Tutwiler Hall on the University of Alabama campus is scheduled to be imploded on July 4th, reports AL.com's Ben Flanagan. Now, if you want to see the implosion because of the location and the safety perimeter and whatnot, the university is saying you can watch it on a live stream at news.ua.edu slash Tutwiler, although there will be a small public viewing area atop the Magnolia parking deck. Tutwiler Hall was built in 1968 as the second women's residence hall on the campus. It's named for Julia Tutwiler, the daughter of Professor Henry Tutwiler, who persuaded the university president to allow women students way back in 1892. Julia Tutwiler, of course, is also known as a prison reform advocate and for writing the words to the Alabama state song, Alabama, not to be confused with the cross-Canadian ragweed song of the same name. The new Tutwiler Hall is expected to open in August. 
Thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back here again tomorrow. Until then, come on by and see us on the World Wide Web at AL.com. Thank you.